Welcome to Supply Chain Now, the voice of global supply chain. Supply Chain Now focuses on the best in the business for our worldwide audience, the people, the technologies, the best practices, and today's critical issues, the challenges and opportunities. Stay tuned to hear from those making global business happen right here on Supply Chain Now. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Scott Luton, Greg White with you here on Supply Chain Now. Welcome to today's live stream. Gregory, how are we doing? We're doing okay. I can see that using a different camera did not help. So we might <laughs> be a little, what? I might be a little bit Terminator-ish today. So the <laughs> Island of Misfit Toys strikes again. <laughs> Murphy's Law, I'll tell you, is live and well, especially with live programming, live remote programming. But hey, there's blue skies ahead because we're, we're going to get it fixed and we're going to have Greg and four and full 4D, 5D, metaverse, whatever, very, very soon. And Greg, I see you've got your Kansas City Chiefs apparel ready for the season. It's ready for the season. Yeah, actually, first, golly, what is it, the 13th, the, our first preseason game against the Chicago Bears Man. in Chicago. Chicago. All right. Dub Bears. Wait. <laughs> One of the best SNL acts, skits of all time. Hey, football is upon us. But today, today, Greg, speaking of subjects and important subjects upon us, we're talking sustainability, especially when it comes to moving freight. Where are we today? Yep. Where are we headed? We'll be posing all these questions and more to an industry leader that is on the move and is doing a lot of innovative work in global supply chain. Greg, you ready for this? I am ready that we've got some interesting connections here. There is. Right? Bless, bless yeah. be the ties that bind. That. Yeah. But folks, we're going to say hello to a few folks in just a minute. Hey, we want to hear from you too. So uh, feel free to take some time over the next hour or so. Drop your comments in. We're glad to have you here. We're going to try to work those comments in as we uh, have our chat with our guest, and we'd love to hear from you. So speaking of, before we bring on our guest uh, here in just a second, let's say hello to a few folks, Greg. Hey, one of our old-time faves is back with us benjamin goldclain do you remember benjamin greg wow yeah traveling from texas to new york connecticut I, up there i think <laughs> i think you're right i want to say benjamin was a proud product of the uga supply chain program if, if i'm right benjamin and he has since moved into supply chain roles doing big things so great to have you here with us today benjamin give uh, us John your recent history and current location. <laughs> That's right. Oh, gosh. Jonathan, great to have you back. Proud of Louisiana and doing a lot of good planning work out there in global supply chain. Great to see you. Stephanie uh, Benedetto via LinkedIn. Good morning. Good afternoon. Hey, let us know, Stephanie, where you're tuned in from. We'd love to connect the dots. Member Tempest, Greg, from Texas. we got a lot of people tuning back in, don't we? That's right. Do you remember what we asked her about her first or sounding name. off at least maybe they're always tuned in but <laughs> sorry say that again tempest uh named after tempest i want to say bledsoe from the cosby show you remember that on our earlier really? live stream yeah yeah great to have you uh back with us tempest that was rudy um, right tempest no yeah, tempest tempest was the middle child vanessa i can't remember gosh uh, okay. the 80s. i bet tempest can tell us <laughs> vanessa Amanda weighed in. Thank you, Amanda. Okay. Uh, so that is right. So great to see you, Tempest. Uh, Catherine, of course, and Amanda and Clay, all part of the production team, helping to make it happen. 
Uh, who is ready to learn about sustainability? Catherine raises her hand. Nice little emoji action there. <laughs> Shelly Phillips is back with us. Good morning from colorful Colorado via LinkedIn. Shelly, great to have you back. Mike tuned in from Lufkin, Texas. Ever been to Lufkin, Texas, Greg? I don't know. I don't know that, where it is. <laughs> that you know, a lot of those states in the Midwest and the Southwest have, you know, they have tons of tiny towns. You go through getting to the town, I don't know if it's Hatched or if it's in Moondogs. Yep. Mike, know if he's from Kentucky, he'll know that term. <laughs> well, so maybe Lufkin wasn't one of those small towns that we drove the supply chain now van through a couple years back. Give but, us an idea where that is, Mike. That's right. Mike, or great somebody, to have you here. Right, Google Maps it. <laughs> Stephen Bush is back with us, ready for Friday. That's for sure. Hey, you're a day day early. Hopefully, Friday won't be late. No late <laughs> deliveries. Better to be prepared. This is supply chain, right? <laughs> better right. to be prepared. Max Rep in Heidelberg, back. both the town and the company. That's right. Hey, Max is back with us from Mexico via LinkedIn. Great to see you, Max. Uh, looking forward to your take here today. And finally, we can't hit everybody, but Marlowe's tuned in from Dallas, Texas. And Benjamin is confirming from Georgia to now New York City. How about that? Benjamin, great to have you here today. Yeah. Uh, so welcome, everybody. We were looking forward to your comments throughout our, our conversation here today. Uh, we got a great one teed up uh, with a great guest. We've enjoyed the pre-show conversation. So, Greg, yeah. with no further ado, I'm going to welcome in John Rattay, Chief Commercial Officer with Redwood Logistics. John, how you doing? I'm doing great. How you doing, Scott? Doing great. great to see you. Great to see you. Hey, yeah, welcome, welcome aboard. aboard. We you. enjoyed our pre-show conversation. You're in beautiful Arizona, I believe. Enjoyed talking a little bit of sports, a little bit of supply chain, you name it, uh, in the pre-show. But as we launch this conversation, Greg and John, we've got a special holiday to acknowledge. <laughs> it's India Pale Ale Day across the globe today. Who would have thought? Had no idea. Um, yeah. So I want to ask you both, starting with John. John, what's your favorite beer or adult beverage as we look to celebrate? You know, do the right thing and celebrate uh, today's holiday. I appreciate you giving me a little bit of a heads up in the pre <laughs> pre call on this one. It is it's nine a.m. in the morning, right. so uh, it's not the first thing on my mind, uh, which, as we mentioned, is a good thing. But uh, our friends yeah. in Europe and, and other time zones might be a little bit more applicable. I would say a couple probably come to mind, and it may be more location-based. Uh, I lived in Chicago for four and a half years. Nice. Goose Island is, uh, is, a, is a pretty strong brewery that's out there in the, in the heart of Chicago. If you go right around the lake, Founders Founders has uh, some pre pretty strong options from a brewery perspective. And then, obviously, being from Arizona now, Four Peaks is, is definitely one that, uh, that comes to mind. So got to get a little shout-out, probably more location-based than anything out man mm. so we'll come back to that it's still early it's early for beer isn't it john it's early it is it's early but uh it's, it's always good to tie in uh, an experience in that way to, to something local that is right well hey mike aver saves the day 420 yes 420 by sweetwater sweetwater breweries who i was trying to think of so thank you very much catherine and michael yes clay we're talking beer and sustainability and supply chain all today sandra Great to have you here from Ghana via LinkedIn. Looking forward to your perspective here today. Cecil's back. Sushil tuned in from Portsmouth, UK. Great to have you here, Sushil. Okay, so John, what I want to do, uh, we've, we've covered some of the bases here, right? 
we've talked beer, right? It's a big checkbox. So moving right along, what I want to do is, is kind of level set a bit before we get into yeah. talking about some big news with uh, Redwood and Cloverly, before we get into a, uh, more of the, uh, the sustainability conversation, let's level set a bit. Tell us for the three people that may not know, tell us about Redwood Logistics and what the company does kind of in a nutshell. Yeah, I appreciate that. As you look at it, so Redwood is, and I guess as I would describe it, it's really a technology-first supply chain orchestration company. As, as we look at servicing our customers, it's really about bringing innovation into the world of logistics and helping businesses navigate. And we all know the high demand uh, that right. we go through on a day-to-day -day basis. You know, it's interesting, at the end of 2021, Redwood actually celebrated the 20th anniversary as a company. And uh, hey, I would say 20 years 20 in years. global supply chain tech, it's, that, it's you're in a, that's, a, that's something it's, to celebrate, right? Big deal. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been fueled by just tremendous growth. And you know, now as we look at what Redwood does, it's, it's really about a portfolio of services and solutions that offer flexibility for our customers. Uh, we look at it in a couple of different core segments, move, manage, and innovate. It's really about digital freight brokerage, flexible freight management, and even a bit of logistics consulting powered by an entire SaaS platform. We roll all that up into a delivery mechanism that we call LPAS, which is logistics platform as a service. It's been something from a brand perspective uh, that uh, has really connected with our customers and, uh, and the market that, uh, that we have. So excited about where, we, where we've come from, uh, the history that we have, and, uh, and really the, the suite of services that, uh, that we offer for, for the market today. Well said. And I want to go back to, to where you started with that level setting, the word orchestration. That's one of my favorites. It, it always brings an image of a conductor, right? A really experienced conductor and a big old orchestra, which is, you know, that's a great <laughs> analogy for global supply chain and just having everybody work, you know, all on the same sheet of music and all playing a symphony together, you know, note for note. That is just a, a great image for how global supply chain should work. Right, John? Yeah, that's right. You know, what's interesting is uh, in the experiences and engagements that we've had, so, it's so critical to meet our customers and partners where they're at. Uh, we're going to talk sustainability and we're going to talk about that path here today and focus in on that. But across all services, each shipper, each partner, each customer that we have has a different set of not only current situations that right. they're really looking to move forward in advance, uh, but then also goals and where they want to go. Uh, yep. We feel uh, that meeting them where they are and being able to, to help in all of those different suites of services and really push the technology portion of not just that individual transactional component, how we can digitize together means uh, means a lot. Digitizing together. I love it. Okay, let me take a couple quick comments. Kanchan is tuned in via LinkedIn. Great to have you back uh, via from India. Looking forward to your perspective here today. Look at uh, Stephen is right on the money. He's sharing the URL and <laughs> he's helping <laughs> us connect and all digitize together. So Stephen, appreciate that. Dr. Rhonda is back with us three times this week. Mm -hmm. Rhonda, it's so good to have you with us. Uh, she, by the way, uh, John is also in Arizona. She great person to follow on social, always out there hiking in that beautiful uh, landscape y'all have out there. Yeah. Jane, I think really appreciated the fact that uh, Clay was uh, asking us about talking beer. Jane, don't you know, we got to talk beer. for it, it, It's part of how we deal with global <laughs> supply chain. All right. So let's keep driving here. What I want to get into next um, is Redwood. Mm -hmm. and, and by the way, congrats again on 20 years. That's a, uh, a great accomplishment, especially all the expansion, the growth. Mm -hmm. How, how in many ways you're you're changing how business is done, which you kind of alluded to a couple of times. And recently, you've announced a big partnership with Cloverly, right? So tell yeah. us about this big development, how it all works, and perhaps most importantly, what it means for the market, John. 
Yeah, we are. I uh, appreciate you bringing that. We're extremely excited about what this means. So at, at Redwood, we offer a, a full suite of solutions in this category uh, and adding this integration and, and really the extended capabilities with Cloverly. It's just another catalyst for helping our customers to be able to measure and deliver really around their sustainability goals um, at the highest level at Redwood. Uh, yep. And our customers may see this and know this a little bit more. It's, it's about the Hyperion solution, which is that all encompassing solution to sustainability and uh, walking that path of really developing a program uh, with our customers to, to deliver on sustainability goals. If we break that down, the Hyperion segment, uh, there's really kind of four key areas. So yep. all starts with visibility, and that's getting complete transparency into freight emissions across all modes and across all shipments, yep. not just the Redwood ones specifically, but giving a footprint and a platform that can drive that insight to establish visibility and then looking for options to be able to reduce the carbon footprint uh, that they actually have. So Move kind of assessing to, the whole the whole enterprise there. It's exactly right. And what's interesting is, and, and we'll get into this, I'm sure a little bit is, as folks get visibility, there's so many options at their disposal when they work with the right partners. Mm. There's not only about what we'll talk about from the offset component of it, but there's also creativity around working with partners selecting the right carriers, looking for consolidation opportunities, uh, modal selection, and understanding goals and how they actually align both sustainability to the overall mm. OKRs for a company. All that option when you when you actually partner with the right folks, we believe it to be Redwood, uh, gives that plan and that playbook for folks to really execute, kind of take that forward. And 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 it's that's really critical so that you can measure your progress, all right, and make sure you're you're uh, actually making progress, right, John? Yeah, it is. You know, it's uh, it's really about planning the work and working the plan. Mm. Uh, if you don't know what you're measuring, you don't know where you want to go. It's difficult to know is the impact that we're spending time, effort, energy, and resources on actually making the impact. And is it the right impact? Mm. There's a lot of activities that you can actually choose. Being able to get that visibility and then align on what path makes the most sense, short-term, medium-term, and long-term becomes part of that uh, that overall established goal set and uh, the ability to kind of take those right, those right next steps. My seventh grade social studies teacher just made an appearance with that that cliche you shared, making the plan and, and working the plan. Yeah. So, all right. So visibility, the, what was the second one again, John, as we're laying out the four point plan? It's really about targeting reduction. Okay. Identifying paths uh, and uh, different options and solutions to plan reduction. Okay. That third one's about offset. And this is really where the partnership with Cloverly comes in, is not yep. only about providing access and driving acceleration to how to measure, create visibility, yep. but then say, what do I do with it? Uh, one of the, the biggest components to being able to take that next step is how do I actually offset it? How do I partner with folks that have a marketplace that can really drive sustainable projects for yep. us to create offset? And the partnership with Cloverly is really that acceleration. It gives access to a marketplace, it's verified projects, where shippers can really access direct carbon credits and uh, and make that exchange. Ultimately, Cloverly's API calculates in real time the quality of the carbon emissions that a shipment creates, and then takes that next next step to be able to, to uh, uh, deliver a mechanism to be able to, to offset it as well. Okay. That last part uh, from yep. a program perspective is really about reporting and integration. The interesting piece uh, about sustainability is the segmentation that can be created uh, and how folks look to execute uh, that larger goal and that larger plan. And then the, the myriad of options and solutions that we talked about, but really bringing it in. And as we mentioned, how do you measure it? Yep. How do you actually bring that all together? 
having access to be able to view it, share those successes internally with the, the teams that uh, are now created around sustainability becomes just as paramount to the actual activity that's being done. When you combine the approach that Redwood is using in the overall Hyperion, integrate that with platforms like Redwood Connect right. to be able to integrate the information between all those parties, uh, it really becomes a, a powerful tool. You know, on that last one, uh, reporting and integration, two of, when it comes to sustainability, one of the biggest challenges and weaknesses is that reporting and, and that transparency and, and really are you making progress going back to a point John made earlier. And then secondly, with all the different technologies out there, integration just in general, it's sustainability and beyond, integration is, is an ongoing challenge for, for every supply chain practitioner, especially as you're implementing new technologies that maybe certain members of the team are, are a bit unfamiliar with. Uh, yeah. So I love that four-step plan. Let me take a couple of quick comments, John. And folks, I want to hear from you. Uh, let us know what you're hearing, you know, your take on uh, what John is sharing, or your thoughts in general when it comes to sustainability in uh, supply chain. Backing up a little bit here, we have got Alexander is tuned in via LinkedIn. Hey, let us know where you're tuned in from. Sometimes the flag that it, it, via LinkedIn, the emojis don't always translate via comments. So let us know where you're tuned in from. Great to have you here. Russ, uh, Russ, great to have you back. I uh, have enjoyed your comments on our previous uh, live streams tuned in via LinkedIn from London. John, ever been to London? I have actually. Uh, I took a uh, an expat assignment for two years and lived in Glasgow, Scotland. So nice is, uh, was a frequent. I didn't want to get into that in terms of our, our earlier conversation, but uh, <laughs> there's, there's plenty of options out there as well. Well, you know, I got to you say Scotland. I got you're quite the athlete. I bet you got in a couple nice rounds of golf while you were there. I got I got a few, and okay. uh, and also in the midst of those rounds, frustrated a few caddies as well. So <laughs> apparently, my game and uh, the courses uh, don't 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 uh, exactly mix out there. Hey, kindred spirits, John, kindred spirits. All right, Melanie, great to have you here uh, with us via LinkedIn, weighing in on a couple of different things, focusing on scope three and her new role. Problem with calculating CO two is the internal data of shipping turns, modes, country of origin, all that good stuff. Little visibility on that. Excellent point, Melanie. We were just talking about that a second ago. It's great to have you here. Looking forward to your perspective. Dr. Rhonda, thank you. I thought yesterday's uh, session with Mike Griswold and Gartner was a great one. Uh, Murphy's Law was with us again. But uh, hey, if, it's great to have Mike at least in in uh, with you audibly, even if you can't always have 3D, 4D. John, sometimes that happens. Yeah. Muhammad tuned in from Oman via LinkedIn. Great to see you here, Muhammad. Let us know what you're thinking as we tackle sustainability and supply chain visibility and how the two mesh together so critically. And Hugh, great to have you back. Great. You know, I bet your work has taken you everywhere but some of our live streams. So great to have you here. Always an interesting broadcast. Okay. Y'all keep weighing in. We're going to try to get to as many of these as we can. Uh, really quick, I'm going to get back to talking sustainability with you in just a second. But Greg, you're familiar with Cloverly. Mm -hmm. Weigh in on on you know what the company is doing and maybe what you see between Redwood and Cloverly here. Yeah, I, I mean, I think what's great about what Redwood is doing with Cloverly is it's a third party validation of the goodness that you're doing. John, you mentioned in the pre-show that a lot of companies are building their own reporting mechanism, right? There's a lot of potential for self-interest there. I think long-term you've done the right thing because I think long-term the industry won't accept self-certification, right? Yeah. PhD, by the way, just to turn that myself. Yeah. So I think that's the important thing to do. And what Cloverly is doing, John probably shared some of this, is, is finding carbon offsets. And that is the most difficult 
yeah. part of the entire process is to find them. So they're consolidating all the people that are creating these carbon offsets by planting trees and eliminating waste and all of these other things, and then giving people a central place to go to, to be able to offer these. I've actually, I, I don't know exactly what e-commerce site, but I was talking to Jason Rubottom, the CEO of Cloverly the other day, and he said, yeah, when you bought that 16 cent or whatever it was, 25 cent for a consumer carbon offset, that went through us. So I think that's, you know, that enablement oh, so that yeah. we can all contribute like we all want to is really powerful. Coincidental, I'll tell you, it's amazing how things work. The world gets a lot smaller. John, the offsetting was number three in terms of the four point framework. Uh, comment yep. on that really quick. And then we're going to move into, you know, sustainability programs. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's difficult to find the different ways to offset, which is, you know, what Greg was just sharing, right, John? Yeah, it is. And, and uh, I think one of the, the key parts is, is the visibility uh, aspect of it. When you think about sustainability programs, uh, the first thing that folks think about is here's my goals. Mm. And then as they start to break down how to get to those goals, they just think, oh, my goodness, this is really complex. Where do I even start? What do I do first? Ah. Really, What we're looking at doing is bringing together this information and data that has to do with all the logistics movements across and integrating that whole cycle of opportunity to not only get visibility to it, then look for options to be able to reduce it and then, and then also offset it. And that really completes that cycle and provides a plan for folks to say, I have the goal, here's how I can actually take a first step to be able to get there. Partnerships like this become so critical in being able to round that out. Because as folks look at a program, they say, if I can only get to here, well, th then where do I go next? And, right. and how do I invest in that next? And uh, Greg, to your point, is what I'm doing going to be validated by external parties and, and other components? Because I don't want to take those steps without actually having that, that right understanding. And what does that investment mean? This really creates that circle in, uh, of influence and, and really closes the, the chapter and helps to really accelerate the programs and where they go. Mm. Yeah, I agree. And you, your team, as it turns out, John, I'm guessing have day jobs. So also <laughs> finding offsets, right? And consolidating all of those into usable information is, right. you know, a usable network is that's right. an additional part of your job or business that you don't really want to have a division for. That's right. So it provides a lot of leverage from that standpoint. Mm -hmm. Really quick. Hugh is tuned in now from North Carolina. You re relocated from Vermont. Hugh, getting closer, getting closer to uh, Atlanta, our home base. And yes, Swoosh is a technical term, a highly technical term here in industry. All right. So, John, you just touched on those initial steps of getting started. You know, how can, you know, the easiest way to get started for a yeah. shipper uh, adopting a sustainability program. Anything else you want to add there to folks maybe listening and kind of kind of asking themselves, where do I get started? You know, how can we how can we do this the easy way? John, anything else to add? Yeah, look, it's a big focus for for what we're doing here at Redwood and, and also uh, in the partnerships. And, and that's really apparent in terms of the, the attention and investment that, that we're making here. We, we want it to be something that creates that path uh, for our customers to be able to really drive change. Uh, we talked a lot about this and it's it's probably the uh, it'll be the, the quote unquote easy button for folks as they come out of this. Mm. But it all starts with visibility getting data that's actionable, understanding mm -hmm. what that data actually means so you can actually have a starting point is so critical. And then being able to integrate that into whatever program plan that is critical, having that footprint and understanding that it's the most digestible way to really get buy-in for whatever program and options that you want. And then partnering with folks like Redwood 
that have that optionality that can actually establish different ways leveraging that data, not only about the offset, but then actually in the in your logistics and supply chain. I think there's a, a really unique mix there. So you mentioned the word buy-in. Let's talk about that for a second. Because you know, yeah. talk about uh, the importance of really clear transparent sustainability goals from all parties that may, you know, that that's part of the supply chain ecosystem. There's nothing more important. There's absolutely nothing more important, right? Having clarity around goals for not only the internal organization, but how partners have an influence into that and how far you can actually go and where that data actually looks. We talked about a little bit earlier. If we don't know what good looks like, we don't know where we want to go. How do we know when we get there? Right. And if we are ahead of our, our goal or, or, if, or if we've even surpassed it, where do we go next? If we claim to be making progress as a partnership, how do you measure it? Uh, and what are the participants? What can they bring to the table to be a part of that? And what's interesting is if you think about supply chain, we're constantly balancing the day-to-day demands with this overarching many of OKRs and goals that are, that are associated to it. I remember having a conversation with a supply chain director this is not about sustainability, but it right. was just asking, hey, how did you build your supply chain? How did you locate things? And he goes, frankly, it was a series of continued asks and demands that just kept piling on it. To my team's credit, we just kept delivering. Mm. And that's what you see today. But now that we have the data, now we want to go back and actually take the right steps to create resilience and, and actually apply it. Same thing as in sustainability. You got to get a footprint for where you actually stand and then have a goal to be able to say, here's where we want to go. Those two things come hand in hand, right? Just having the goal without that information or having all the information, to understand those goals. Those two things uh, really need to, to, to pull together to be to be effective. All right. So, Greg, I want to get you to weigh in. Uh, John yeah. covered a lot there and offered a lot of, uh, I think, uh, interesting insights into some of the back behind the scenes conversations. Greg, your take. Yeah, I think, you know, John, you speak to a common conflict that people have. They've got all this data and they have no idea to do what to do with it, mm-hmm. right? We talk about big data. Sometimes it's really just medium data. It's not that big, um, but whatever. <laughs> you know, nonetheless, it's more data than most people have had in their history and they're trying to find a job for it. I think working back from the goals, what do we want to accomplish? How does what segment of data that we have fit in that? So I think I think starting with those goals and working back into how to apply the data is the absolute right way to go. Well said. All right, let me share a couple of quick comments. And and John, we're gonna we're gonna dive a little bit deeper into what Redwood offers, kind of like competitive advantage. Clay, I'm with you. Thanks for being here, old Diesel, because the engine always uh, is uh, never stops. John, it's a great to see everybody's viewership numbers here today. Folks do care about sustainability, and we've got to right. We have a responsibility as an industry, or they all came to see John Rattay. Clay, that that factors in as well, I believe. Byron, great to see you here via Texas. Uh, enjoyed your comments yesterday. The one and only Kim Winter from Dubai is here with us. Sustainability, <clears throat> he says, to the fore here as he's emceeing the first GCCU. That's a, that's a big old acronym. The ESP <laughs> event, uh, October, October 20th. So, Kim, great to see you here. And finally, one last comment. And James, I see your question. We'll try to get to that question uh, a little later on. But CM says, true, what does good look like? That, the simple questions are the best questions. So well said, uh, CM. Okay. So John, and, and by the way, Greg, I wrote down that medium uh, data. I'm going to completely steal that from you soon. Well, John, okay. Then if you're going to do that, then I have to confess <laughs> that I stole it from <laughs> the CEO of a company that I worked with. I talked to yesterday. So I love it. 
All right. So, John, Redwoods is a unique company, yep. especially to have carbon emission software and serve as a logistics service provider. Talk about that competitive edge. So everyone's looking for new competitive edge, old competitive edge, you name it. Talk yeah. about what Redwood offers there. We believe it's a, it's a strong competitive advantage. And, and it's really backed up by the interactions that we've had with both new prospects and, and current customers in terms of where they want to go. As the, the macro environment really thinks about being greener, uh, there's a lot of folks that from a supply chain perspective firmly believe we have an opportunity to lead the way. Uh, it seems complex and you know we're, we're really looking to change that. And a lot of what we talked about today builds the foundation for those, those partnerships to take those right steps. And, and really, if you look at the overall perspective of Redwood in that El Pass, it's about tying together the digital and the physical footprint and the aspects of what supply chain actually means and all sorts of elements, including sustainability and allow customers to have access to that information in an open ecosystem to be able to make sure that we're delivering uh, associated with them to really be an extension of, of what they're looking to do. In addition to what we're talking about here about data, Redwood is active in, in formalizing and really accelerating a current managed services offering that we're coining Redwood Eco Advisory Umbrella that will fit under this Hyperion that also will guide shippers in their supply chain goals and look for those efficiencies that can be measurable, not only in the emission side, but also look to reduce freight costs as part of it. It doesn't need, as we look at it, it doesn't need to be a one or the other. By leveraging that information and data and with this Eco Advisory, something that we believe can, can really go hand in hand. Yep. Gosh, so much to dive into. Uh, and we're about halfway through our conversation. Greg, when it comes to com uh, competitive advantage, right? And what John shared there, what really stood out to your ears? Well, the, you know, the rule of the day for sustainability or supply chain transparency or visibility or whatever you want to call it is, it is transparency, is being able to see into and through your supply chain to understand who's performing well, regardless of what the metric is. Who, who isn't, right? Who's a good actor? Who ain't? And, you know, and understand who you do business with and be able to make judgments, not just within your four walls, because now public companies, they're responsible for the sustainability efforts of not just themselves, but also everyone that they do business with. Mm. And they have to have both visibility into it and a plan and then rate their execution against that plan yeah. to, you know, as they report to the SEC, to FINRA and others, so that people can establish the risk that is is apparent or, or is present in their supply chain. Finally, right? We got what we asked for, guys. Finally, yeah. the world knows what supply chain is, knows how important mm -hmm. it is to the business. But now we're going to yeah. have to establish the transparency that they have in sales and that they have in marketing and that they have in finance and other core aspects of the business. So it's critical to have have initiatives like this to be able to understand where you. You know, I'd, I'd add on and, and I uh, it probably falls into the bucket of a competitive advantage. But just to layer on to that point, Greg, is, you know, when, when we think about the approach and what we've put together, it's really based on technology. Uh, we have a, a solution, a platform solution called Redwood Connect. And it's, it's an integration platform that's built for logistics teams. And it's really about bringing together disparate systems, mm. carriers, solutions, applications, and helping that information streamline in between. And what you think about and what you talk about there is taking this information from supply chain and integrating that into an overall company's perspective becomes so critical. And that integration is really a competitive advantage. 
because creating individual silos as you execute all of these becomes just another operational pillar that doesn't share in that macro and understand from the goals, how do we adjust more appropriately, what's moving first, further than we think and, and not. We believe that to be a, a real competitive advantage around the integration, being able to take this data, complete the cycle that we talk about and really push that back and integrate that back into a company system. Good stuff. Good stuff. I want to share a couple of comments here. Mohib is with us from the Air Capital of the World, Wichita, Kansas. Great to see you, Mohib. Uh, and T-Squared. About time for him to get back to class, right? <laughs> right. T-Squared, who holds down Fort, the Fort Force uh, on YouTube, says, this is good, good, good nourishment in the parlance and digging the prize. T-Squared came up with a, a trivia answer not too long ago. and uh, oh, we finally, got it. Finally. Finally, yes, our yeah. prize supply chain was letting us down a little bit, uh, but we made that connection. Okay, so John, Redwood, quite an innovative 20 years to date, and it mm -hmm. sounds like the next 20 is going to be as innovative, going to change the game and, and bolt on more and more services as you, as you expand the comp uh, competitive advantage that the company offers your customers. So <laughs> break out, break out your eight ball, right? The old toy that we played with in the 80s or yeah. your crystal ball if yours is still working. I don't know. Mine, mine has oh, really man. been shaky. What do the next few years look like when it comes to freight emissions management, John? Uh, it's a great question. I think there's a couple of things that come to my mind. And Greg, you hit on it before. I think customer demand will increase. I think the insight and transparency, the direct discussions that folks will have, whether it's B2B, B2C, it's going to increase uh, and that's going to really create an opportunity for companies to, uh, to to really move ahead. I think I think that one comes to, to my mind first. Uh, Greg, you mentioned this before. We're seeing more regulations that are coming up. Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, call that carrot and a stick. Maybe the balance between between those two. Uh, but change is is definitely coming. Investment is coming, and uh, you know I think in that investment, it's going to be interesting. We saw this in supply chain earlier. Uh, we're now seeing sea uh, level folks with with supply chain titles because they're now getting a seat at the table. And the strategy as sustainability, I think, is very soon, if not already, part of those conversations is going to continue to get more and more investment. You see people hired in to top level organizations. So I think all of those things combined is really going to create an environment that we're going to see a lot of change. And you know, you're already seeing companies come out and put out those lofty goals about being net neutral and you know net zero in 10, 15, 20 years and, uh, and starting to move, move forward. Mm. You know, uh, it's certainly better to digitize together with your partners, uh, borrowing your phrase from earlier. And I tell you, in these days, ever more, and it'll be even more important moving, moving forward, but that integration orchestration piece, uh, as we're leveraging a, a wide array of technologies to make yeah. supply chain happen, absolutely critical. And Greg, that's where before we, we offer up a resource from John and the Redwood team, weigh in on, on what you just heard there from John and critical elements that will be part of the next 20 years uh, that, that the Redwood team will, will be experiencing. Yeah. The whole world will be experiencing, right? I mean, I think that, which is a, I would say jump in now while all this integration, while all this transparency is a competitive advantage because it will become table stakes in the mm -hmm. very near future. As the regulations come in, as consumers demand it more and more, you're either going to have to have it or be left out. So while you can still get some competitive advantage from it, yeah. do it. And, and then you're that much farther ahead of the game in, tr in terms of maturity curve when it becomes table stakes, which it inevitably will. All of these mm -hmm. kind of developments 
eventually do. So there, there's a there's a very concise window in which you can actually take advantage and actually make profit from it. And then you're avoiding being left out in the cold in five mm. to 10 years, whenever this just becomes part of the yeah. game. Mm. First mover or early mover advantage uh, in many ways, mm -hmm. uh, Greg. Okay. Mohib's been busy with research. That's why he's been missing here. Well, uh, hey, it's great that, uh, that you snuck in and took this conversation and these great thoughts and POV from John and the Redwood team. And yes, Clay, I, although I stole that John heavily uh, influenced my poetry, certainly better to di digitize together. Almost flows right off the tongue. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, John, we definitely want, there's a lot of different resources as you've already laid out and, and a lot we can't get to here today that the Redwood team has. We definitely want to drop the sustainability kind of landing page uh, for folks to learn more specifically about that topic and what Redwood's yeah. doing. So, so team, Catherine, Amanda, if we can drop that uh, in the uh, comments, yeah. that'd be good. And as we start to kind of come down the home stretch here, I want to shift gears a little bit. Uh, John, and bring something up uh, that uh, we've talked about here quite a bit, Greg, and that mm -hmm. is uh, Redwood's commitment to the veterans community. I was really uh, honored to be a part of this veterans <clears throat> and logistics event, which I think this was a third year in a row that Redwood has uh, invested in this uh, critical type of programming. Had a blast. Yeah, Steve Rose was yeah, my yeah. kind of MC partner. Yeah. Steve, Steve is like the John Wayne of supply chain. I love it. <laughs> Um, he really is no nonsense. He, he shared some great experiences from his time transitioning mm -hmm. as a Marine, a Marine veteran yeah. into supply chain, kind of how what you know, how he approached that. Uh, we had a, a variety of great speakers. But from what you have been able to see or be a part of or hear the Redwood team talk about, any key takeaways from that event uh, just a week or two ago? Yeah, that event was uh, meaningful for me and appreciate uh, you being a part of it and, and working with our folks. Uh, it's great to hear from Steve and, and Carlos. And uh, you know, one of, the, one of the big things that, uh, that came out for me was just the importance of resources. They talked a lot about resources that are available to them in the short term, uh, whether it be internally at, at, at certain companies and, and where, where the position is, and then also externally, how much access to data and information that's out there. I, I, uh, I thought that was just a, an incredible message and, and one that you know, even kind of uh, dove into to me as well. And, you know, it's uh, there, there's a ton of investment that's been done by Redwood. It's something that uh, Redwood University, I think Steve brought up yep. on, on the time there and the advancement that, that's been done, not only just about product knowledge or information about these different categories, move, manage, innovate or sustainability, but really kind of looking at broadening the horizon and just educating folks. There's so much in this industry to learn and folks that, you know, dive in, uh, that don't ever leave, right? As, as we all have, have, uh, you know, really grasped that education component because it's ever changing. It's a lot of fun and you know, really proud of the Redwood folks for what they've done and where they've invested and the, the, the materials and information they've had. And it was just a, uh, uh, it was a great session for me. Yeah. I, so from my own, on behalf of our entire team here, right? I'm an Air Force veteran. We, we've spent 20 years trying to find ways of, of helping people avoid some of the transition pitfalls I personally experienced due to a lot of a lot of blind spot uh, stuff in the blind spot and just you know bad decisions as you're trying to figure out the transition into the mm -hmm. private sector. I really admire and our team admires companies like Redwood that invest in the veteran experience and the veteran transition. And uh, one other side note, you know, our collaboration with Redwood on that event allowed us to donate uh, a, a, a nice mm -hmm. donation to Vets to Industry, which is a nonprofit out there helping mm -hmm. veterans and, and military families with all the different unique and common needs that they have. So 
big thanks from our team to your team, uh, John. Appreciate what you do. Greg, I'm going to get your take uh, on what John just shared and, of course, supporting our veteran and really the unique career opportunity that supply chain and, and logistics, uh, transportation, all different elements mm -hmm. of, of global supply chain really offers veterans. But really quick, yes, Sam, uh, Redwood does absolutely deeds, not words, support veterans. Sam, Steve Rose is John Wayne in the longest day. Great salesperson, incredible person. Thank you, Sam, for that. Master I was Sergeant. thinking more of the clinic, but but longest <laughs> day is good also. It is. Master Sergeant Jeremy During, I think if I got that right, uh, was at Pretty the close. event. And he also shares, this podcast is helping me bridge the language barrier, being a military Logistics Pro, Loggy, as he says. Mm -hmm. Hey, appreciate your service. Thanks for being a part. Let us know how we can help. And maybe we'll have a tip or two here right before we wrap. Uh, but Greg, weigh in on what John shared, uh, some of his takeaways from the event, and and uh, just kind of in general. Yeah, I think generally veterans are critical to the supply chain. And I think their training is very applicable. There are some mm -hmm. bridges we need to cross. First of all, they're very mission-oriented right? Not vision oriented. And I think if we can bridge the, here's what we're trying to accomplish, boys, girls, to here's the brute force and the intellectual capital that needs to be expended to, you know, to accomplish it, then I think we can do that. What I see commonly, and I don't know if you guys have seen this too, is it's as hard for a military loggy to, to relate to how that could relate in the in the real world. And I think we have to help them understand that. Tell us not just what you did, but what it meant, right? What it accomplished, right? What it supported in terms of a, in terms of a higher purpose. And, and when they see that and they see that that's a core part of business that they're not usually exposed to at the execution phase, that helps them contribute even more. But man, the discipline, that, you know, my favorite thing that human beings do and that they teach you to do so well in the military is make life and death decisions mm. with insufficient or inaccurate data immediately. Right. Yep. And and that is so such a critical skill in supply chain, because every single disruption, every yep. single surprise, every single blind spot presents an opportunity for a human to engage and do that. And I think that's what makes vets really particularly well suited for logistics and supply chain well said very well said john and greg bringing it here today i want to go back uh before we move forward this is harshita i believe and harshita great to have you here via linkedin agrees great point greg she says 65 percent of the world economy is committed to becoming carbon neutral by 2050 there's going to be a lot of policy driven impacts we'll see over the next few years well said, Harshita, and thanks for sharing. Thanks for being a part of the conversation yeah. here. All right. So, John, let's also talk. Uh, Redwood is doing a lot of hiring, what I've seen. You know, that, that was a big part of the conversation with veterans uh, in logistics. Uh, Steve yeah. pointed out and invited people to check it out. So talk, talk about, you know, some of the talent you're looking for and, you know, as y'all continue to grow. Yeah. You know, culture is such a big thing for us at Redwood as we look to grow. Uh, we want to make sure that we're bringing the right folks uh, that can balance out that execution and vision and really be a part of that, you know, not only from a military perspective, but I think we also have one coming up, women in logistics as well, that diversity of thought, those experiences, so applicable to supply chain in all different areas. And as we look at uh, the opportunity for, for Redwood and, and our customers, really where we want to be and where we want to go, it, it means kind of having that right 
perspective and uh, the, the right talent uh, as part of that. Uh, I think if you go to our page that is open positions, it uh, probably would, would would print off on a few pages. Uh, there's, there's a lot of positions that are out there. And it spans a, 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 across all different categories and segments from sales, operations, data and analytics, technology is this uh, you know really growing perspective for us in so many of uh, of the different sectors. We, we have a full SaaS division that, that rolls up in our Innovate group, you know, safety operations and, and so much more. I mean, from a perspective across, there is something for everyone and uh, we're looking to have great people to, to continue to provide great service for, for our customers. So please, so, uh, please check it out. Pages and, and, but, but to our listeners, don't print out all don't those print pages. Out. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, digital, right. digital pages. <laughs> but check it out. Uh, you know, we dropped the link. What, what's that, Greg? Scroll. <laughs> scroll. That's right. right. Just scroll. scroll. There you go. Just scroll. Redwoodlogistics.com. We also included the link uh, dropped in the comments to the sustainability page in particular, but you could use that same link to navigate over to what they're hiring for and check it out. And as I mentioned, because I do like beating a dead horse from time to time, they're very deliberate in hiring veterans and, and, and I'll call it not underemploying veterans. That's a big challenge across industry, not just in supply chain, but just in general. So check it out. And would love, who knows, maybe you get a conversation you need right around the corner. Okay. So I want to offer I'm really this. enjoying Jeremy's comments in <laughs> seriously. <laughs> Don't print it, uh, it wouldn't be sustainable. <laughs> this one here. Back to uh, Master Sergeant Jeremy During there. That would not be sustainable, right? So just scroll, as Greg suggested. Just scroll. But whatever you do, make sure you lean in and apply. They're hiring a lot of great roles, a lot of great talent. Speaking of, eight, I didn't know they could stack paper that high. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of poetry a second ago, as Clay shared, it's the supply chain poetry from Ohib there. The optimal models for aggregated distribution and carbon emission are still under development. A lot more hands-on collaborations between academic researchers and corporate practitioners are needed to make the future world a better place to breathe in. Nicely said. Mohib. Now, Steven says, Heidelberg, print it out, print it out, print it out. <laughs> that's good. They're that doing a good. lot of electronic at Heidelberg now, too. Uh, but you right. know, I don't know if you've ever seen Heidelberg printing press. This is what they used to print when they used to print a lot. Newspapers on the uh, big two, three, yeah. four story ones and magazines and things like that. Now they've got every manner of them now. They've got more companies. What an impressive machine it is. I used to be in the printing industry. And Heidelberg was Heidelberg was Primo. like going to the Super Bowl in printing. Yeah. <laughs> I want to offer up one more other comment. Josh, great to see you from Seattle. Gives a weather report today, but knowing which bridges to burn and which ones to cross, that's mm. certainly not just good supply chain know-how. That is global business and beyond know-how. So, Josh, mm -hmm. good point here. Okay, so, John. So yeah, we blink and we're right around near the top of the hour. If I said that correctly, I always get top and bottom hour. Kind of like headwinds like, and tailwinds. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like tailwinds and headwinds. Just what does think that of mean? the way that the big hand is pointing. <laughs> Thank you. That's how oh, I do Greg. it. Man. Oh, wait, um, sorry, for those of you who haven't read a regular clock in your lifetime, they used to have hands that indicated uh, the time. <laughs> All right. So you're so right, Greg. And now forevermore, I will get it right. Just think there of the analog hands. John, I oh, uh, really enjoyed your perspective. Enjoyed the, the, the pre-show conversations we had. It's really, I'll tell you, Redwood is doing some exciting, innovative things. To, as we all know, the industry and how we do business 
so much of it has to change based on not just challenges that, that have been really made visible these last couple of years, but longstanding challenges and, and, and based on the environment and some of the evolutions out there. So appreciate what you and the Redwood team is doing. How can folks connect with you and the Redwood team, John? Yeah, as always, uh, head to our website. Feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn. I think you posted it here earlier. I'd love to love to chat. And, you know, not just about sustainability, but all supply chain technology initiatives, experiences. Uh, just in, enjoy having these, these types of conversations and, uh, and being a part of it. Wonderful. Well, I, we appreciate your time here today. We look forward to having you back, especially as y'all yeah. uh, embark upon the next 20 years. Big thanks to John Rattay, Chief Commercial Officer with Redwood Logistics. Thank you, John. Thanks, John. All right, Greg, we're going to we're going to uh, wrap up quickly. To we're going to talk about John like he's not here because that's right. He's not. <laughs> while, we, while we got you, your your big <laughs> takeaway from uh, what John shared here today that folks got to leave here with. Yeah, the biggest takeaway is that everyone has to has to contribute to the sustainability initiative. And I think Redwood has done a stellar job of doing that both with their own internal technologies and processes and, and principles, but also in reaching out into the marketplace. Cloverly is a great example, and I'm sure they have others where they are finding specialists in the area to make sure that they're doing the best they can in sustainability. You can't do it just mm -hmm. inside your four walls and you can't do it supply chain or I mean, sustainability or even just supply chain transparency just inside your four walls. You have to do it with and maybe even sometimes for the rest of your trading partners, because some of them right. may not be able to stand alone. That's right. Well, hey, y'all kick the tires on the Redwood team and all that they offer that John walked through here today. It's a great way to explore uh, increasing your competitive advantage and winning here in the global obstacle course that is uh, supply chain right now. Make sure you check out the resources we drop. Connect with John and the team. Again, big thanks to Redwood for supporting our veterans uh, community. Okay, folks, on behalf of Greg and the whole Supply Chain Now team, first off, big thanks to all the folks that showed up in the comments. I know we couldn't get to all of them. Some of the questions we got to, hopefully they can connect with the Redwood team maybe after today's show. But Greg, always a pleasure doing these conversations yeah. with you. You know, we got to challenge folks, right? Not just deeds, not words. You know, it's all about the actions you take. And with that said, Scott Luton challenging everyone, all of our listeners to do good, to give forward and to be the change that's needed. And on that note, we'll see you next time right back here at Supply Chain Now. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for being a part of our Supply Chain Now community. Check out all of our programming at supplychainnow.com and make sure you subscribe to Supply Chain Now anywhere you listen to podcasts and follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next time on Supply Chain Now. Supply Chain Now.